Welcome to RailPass. I'm your host, Sarah Hardy, Division Manager of Visitor Experience with the Southern California Railway Museum, located in Paris, California. Join me as we learn more about the Railway Museum and meet the people who volunteer, work, play, partner, and engage with our museum. All aboard for our next great adventure. Hello. Today I have with me Dave Wolven. Dave is a museum volunteer and a docent for the Middleton Collection. Dave, before we get started, is there anything you want our listeners to know about you? Um, I'm, um, I've been with the museum for about 27 years. Um, I ran an uh, antique restoration business uh, for 23 years in Hammett, and we've lived in this area for 32 years, and... Uh, I have a retail background, but that doesn't uh, really have anything to do with Middleton. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy volunteering. We've done a lot of things here on the property and enjoyed them. And, uh, but Middleton is something that uh, I'm kind of into right now that needs help. Yeah, that's great. So can you just start off by telling us, like, what is the Middleton Collection? The Middleton Collection is something um, created um, by Ivan Middleton in the 1950s. He started, he had a train shop at Knott's Berry Farm. When I was a kid, Knott's Berry Farm was open to the public. He just walked in. Um, and he sold primarily Lionel trains. Okay. And, um, it was a place to go. We all enjoyed going there. And then in the 60s, the Knots decided to put a fence around the place and, and charge to get in. So he decided, I need to leave now. So he took his collection and came to us. How did he pick? Did he always know about the museum? or? I, in, at that time, probably he was made aware of it because he was a train person. Mm -hmm. uh, people in Southern California knew train people from one another. We we associated with each other, and I'm sure someone told him at Knott's that we were here. But at that time... And was it a big draw for him to come because we don't charge admission to come in, and that was really important for him? Uh, probably so, yes. I would imagine so. And it, it was... He he was leaving Knott's, so he needed a, uh, a place to bring his things. And he and his brother bought two baggage cars from Denver and Rio Grande, and donated them or brought them to the museum, um, set them up. Uh, they are not, they were not where they are now. They were over where Grizzly Flats is. Okay. They had to be moved when Grizzly was being, being built. Um, he, he dedicated it to his wife, Frances, in uh, 1967. Um, they put a lot of things at his collection at that to start with, when I first came here many years ago, it was just a collection of things, uh, not necessarily related to railroading. It could have been Cupid dolls or ashtrays. So it's pretty much whatever he collected. Yeah, whatever he collected. But he brought it all. They set up the cars. Uh, Fred Nikas set it up, painted them, uh, made it available to him, and then stepped back. And, and he brought his things in. Over the years, uh, the collection has evolved. We as a museum um, went through it and called out things that really were more or less inappropriate and tried to um, feature toy trains. He was uh, original toy train 
a hobbyist, um, they collected uh, tin, tin trains, um, which was very early, wind-up trains, things like that. Um, so anyway, he brought all of that. Well, over the years, people have given us things that, that dad died and here's his collection. Well, it's smalls. So smalls or anything like a thimble or it could be something as large as a harp switch. Um, they, they need a place to be displayed. That's so Middleton kind of became that place? That's right. It's, it's our collection of smalls. Uh, I could say as big as a harp switch, but as small as a thimble. And it's many things, and we change it over the years. Not very often, but if something's really inappropriate or if something else is brought into the museum that we really would like to display, we have a great collection of streetcars that were hand-built individually. There's a lot of them hand-built by a um, CHP officer that was stationed up at the top of the grapevine. And that was his job, just to sit there. The only time he got busy was when it snowed. And other than that, he sitting there at night with nothing to do. So he built all these streetcars, and they're really well done. He made them out of file folders like this. That was his main material for building the bodies of these oh, things yeah and but they're very well done all the same scale there must be 30 or 40 of them and uh, that's one of my favorite things in there but uh it's a neat neat neat, neat collection of things if you had to guess how many items would you say are in the collection right now <laughs> <laughs> oh there's probably thousand things wow that wouldn't be mm, too much over pretty close something like that. i mean if you counted everything that's in there there's two cars each car is 70 feet long the first car has really smalls then the second car originally had the larger things like the harp switches uh, pop and johnny motors uh, bells the big signs things like that um that has somehow gotten rearranged recently in the last five years. We need to do something about that. But uh, so, at the how how does one um, get your position? Like, can you tell me about the curators before you for that collection, and how do you <laughs> choose or get to be responsible for that space? Uh, that's a good question, Sarah. Um, we had a number of people over the years. I mean, we've been here for over 60 years. This collection, 1967, so there's a lot of different people that have been <coughs> caregivers and curators. Um, as my years, I'm 82. I've done a lot of things, and I'm physically not able to do a whole lot anymore. But I've been here a long time, so um, I'm allowed to be the cure, be the person responsible for it at the time at this time um, so what is it about Middleton that made you want to take it on um, because it's a great collection of smalls and lots of neat things in there and there was no one doing it it hasn't really been available to the general public for five or six years it's just not open and uh, it's a shame we need more hostels here to uh, sit on it uh, it'd be nice to have it open every weekend yeah but it does require 
a docent? It requires someone to watch over it. Um, I don't think, I think if you just open it up and let people go from one end and out the other, um, if it was all the original display items, it wouldn't really be a problem. We find our guests are very honest. They don't even touch. They just come and look and ooh and ah and thank us for being here. So, what? Why is um, Middleton Collection important? Uh, well, because it's a lot of history. Everything is in there. There's things there I haven't become aware of, but other people have told me that there is a collection of this in there. Really, so it's history and. It may not be important when it was put in there, but as years go by, and uh, kids, especially school kids, uh, um, school uh, outings, field trips, uh, it's a good place for a host docent to point things out. And kids ask, what is that? Word? I mean, there's toys in there that are 150 years old. Uh, and it, I'm amazed that they lasted as long as they did, and it's our job to protect them. They're behind glass. You can't really get to the things in the first car. Um, you can't touch them, but they're on display, and uh, it's a it's a good place for people to see things that are from the past. What is your favorite object in the Middleton collection? I think I probably appreciate the streetcars that were built by the highway patrol officer, uh, knowing how much work it is to build a scratch-built streetcar in O scale. Um, I think that's probably my most impressive. Antiques, I've been with working with antiques for years, and uh, so I'm probably not as impressed with an antique toy train, but they're pretty impressive. Are any of those uh, built streetcars in Middleton examples of the full-scale ones that we have oh, on site? Oh, yes. The, the Pacific Electric uh, L.A. Rail, that's primarily what they are. He seemed to have built things that were L.A. Rail, which is three foot six, um, and then he built four foot eight and a half uh, Pacific Electric uh, blimps, things like that. Yeah, they're very much related to what we have here on the property. It doesn't seem like a very common medium either to make them out of file folders, manila folders. No, it, it doesn't. But if you're just building a model to put on display, it's not to be run, it's not to be played with. Um, it's really a great medium. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, because it paints well and it cuts well and it stands up if you put a structure inside of it. Um, if you go in there and look at them with that and realize what it's made of, uh, you go, wow, you did that out of manila folders. And plus, it's very inexpensive. So um, what what do you hope to see happen with Middleton in the next five, ten years? I would like to see, I'd like to see the showcases lighted from the inside. It's, it, there's things in there, you can see them, but you can't really see details because it's too dark. Right now, the museum is not interested in in spending money on that. I, the Harvey girls are willing to uh, help us. Um, we haven't come up with anything absolute yet, but we think about $1,000 to, to light the cases, and it would be similar to the lighting that's in the showcases in the bookstore. Okay. That's uh, what I'm looking at. And we will, it wouldn't cost the museum anything. It's all done by the Harvey girls and myself.
When somebody goes through the Middleton collection, what is the takeaway that you hope they have? Um, that they see something that they didn't realize existed or they had heard about and never saw one. And, hey, look, they've got one. Um, that's kind of always part of the fun. And uh, answering questions, especially for kids, uh, especially for the seven, eight, nine-year-old kids. Uh, parents kind of blase about it all. but. So the last thing that I always have been asking is how can our listeners get involved with helping this collection? What we need the most, well, a couple things we need the most. We need um, volunteers. The museum is going through a stage, um, and I hope it reverses, but the old people like myself are are unable to continue being host docents. We would like to have more volunteers who are willing to come out and open it on weekends and sit there and, and shepherd the collection and uh, know what they're talking about, answer questions for people. Uh, we'd like to have money. Uh, to help light the showcases, that would be nice. Um, and but mainly, we need more volunteers. Yes, I. So, come out and visit. Check out Middleton, and if it speaks to you, come volunteer. That'd be great. <laughs> Do it anytime. Well, thank you, Dave, for speaking with me today and giving our listeners a better understanding of this important museum collection. Um, I know you're involved with so much more at the museum, including restoration projects, so I would love to have you back on to maybe talk about some of those. We'd love to tell you about the hospital kitchen car. <laughs> All right. Well, I I look forward to that. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. As you disembark, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. And visit SoCalRailway.org to view past episodes, photo, video, and bonus material. And also let us know what you would like to hear, who you'd like to meet, and what we can do for the next Rail Pass episodes.